Okay, guys, Hello. welcome, welcome Hi, to another episode for our first actual episode together. Yes. Um, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yes. I can't even believe it. This is crazy. So this we are episode, doing this. Yeah. We're doing it. We're just we want to give you guys kind of like an intro into who we are as people, why we're even doing this, how yeah. we connected, and also just so that you guys feel a sense of knowing the heart behind everything we're hoping to do. How we connected is crazy. I love that yeah. story. Why don't we start there? You I, like, start there? I feel like, didn't we you reach out there. to me first? I did. I did. You want to tell the story of that? I side? can't. I can't. <laughs> so, okay. First off, same podcast class, mm-hmm. right? With Kathy Eller. Honestly, wow. I don't even like hundreds of people in this class. Um, oh, yeah. I don't remember ever talking to you in the breakout rooms or groups or anything. Like, I don't, I'm not saying that we didn't, but I don't remember. Uh, and then on Instagram, saw you, saw this amazing account and videos. I mean, <laughs> videos and videos that I just loved and I clicked with and resonated on such a deep level. And I remember thinking this girl has some guts. That's the first thing. Like I can see her through this Instagram. Like this isn't fake. She is so real. She is so personable, but she is so um, genuine. Like there was something hard on your sleeve. Does it even begin to say? And after a few videos, I kind of felt like I should tell her this. Like every time, like I'm ingesting her content and feeling great and loving it and just basically keeping those comments to myself so I figured out I'll reach out and I just basically shared one of your stories I think I'd love to go back and remember which one it was but I shared one of your stories and of course you thanked me just thank you for sharing and of course shared you and tagged you to make sure that everybody knew of you and would get the chance to love you just as much um and then yeah well hopefully um, I, a few months later, a few months later, you offered three coaching sessions, free coaching sessions, people, which I don't know if you understand. Not it was sessions, three months. Okay. Three packages. Months yes. <laughs> so basically like, we need some time. Let's get in nine <laughs> months of free coaching. This woman was offering. And for people that don't know, that is very, very, very generous. And I remember thinking, first, I will do that also, point blank. For sure, I'm supposed to do something of that sort. And I felt compelled. I have to raise my hand for this. Although, I don't really need coaching because I am being coached left and right. So it, and you're it felt a therapist. Like, and also, yes, I am a therapist. I was myself. like, oh my gosh, a therapist <laughs> wants to come to me? What is and my yes, life? she did. Oh yes, she did. Absolutely. But Humbled I felt a. a little bit of guilt. And I, and I remember thinking, okay, the guilt I can deal with, but it doesn't feel like those spots are mine. It really doesn't but it feels like a door. It feels like a door I'm supposed mm-hmm. to knock on. It feels like a door that I'm supposed to enter. Like it felt like I need to, I need to get closer to this person in any which way. And honestly, it felt maybe I'm supposed to help her do it. So I'm just going to do it. And I mean, we clicked instantaneously. I remember being completely brutally honest. Look, I don't think I'm supposed to take one of those spots. Uh, I don't need the coaching that bad. I'm doing well. And I'm, I have my own coaches. So, but I think I'm supposed to kind of clumsily, I think I'm supposed to maybe do something with you and you vibed with it. It was like, okay, let's just book a call and we'll see. Yeah. We've been talking ever since and it feels so natural and familiar. And I mean, our, our stories are so alike there's so many things that we have in common and this project that we will talk about um almost feels like it already exists I just needed to meet you in order Mm. to meet it in order to be able to actually see myself in those shoes in those footprints I don't know Mm. it feels like it's unveiling something it's not even almost even a creation it's just it's there it exists already 
So right. that's kind of how I remember yeah. meeting Lacey. Oh my gosh. And you know, what's so funny is I found your stuff and followed you back. And I always remember seeing, you know, you like stuff, you'd share stuff. I'm like, oh, the support, you know, there's so yes. many people in our program that I just, I mean, I am connected to, you know, my coach, John, who has been just transformative from that same program. And that was my, my leap of faith was signing up for that program because I put it on credit cards. I had no money to do that. I was, had just separated from my marriage. I was and in, in, in a hole for lack of better words. And when I tell you, it was like, you're supposed to be doing a podcast. Like God checked me. Oh my gosh. It was like the, the amount of doors, the amount of things, the momentum, just the feeling in my body of like, this is what you need to do. Are you going to do it or not? And I finally was like, okay, all right, I'm going to do it. Like, and I just jumped and I signed up for the program and had no idea. I remember literally being like, I'm going to sell baked cookies and I'm going to, you know, do whatever I need to do to make this money because (laughs) I will be in this program. And just to see all the support and the people from it that, that have just come alongside of me and come alongside of each other in this community is so beautiful. And also, if you don't know who Kathy Heller is, we're just going to do a shameless plug because she's a boss. We need to love her. We love Kathy. Um, she awoke it. Yeah. She just put a fire in my belly in a way mm. that I can't even put into words. But so when you reached out about the coaching, I was so humbled mm. that one, a therapist of how many years is reaching out to me to, <clears throat> to benefit for just in any way, like that was so humbling to me. And then to to also just, I felt it in my body. I had goosebumps the second you started talking in that voice memo. Cause if anybody knows me too, I normally always respond. You like the voice voice memos. (laughs) I've started now too. Because I (laughs) am a trash texter and I just don't (laughs) say things in written words that way. As I say them with my mouth, I just can't like, it doesn't ever sound like me when I read it back. I overthink it. It just, so if I have a second and it's yeah, something that I feel is appropriate, I would prefer, you know, just like sending. And plus it's more personable, you know? It is. So yeah. when we went back and forth, I went, whoa, there's something here. I don't know what it is, but there's something here. Goosebumps, so then when right? We keep immediate, saying, I feel immediate, the goosebumps. Yeah. It was immediate. And it was like the big kind, not like yeah. the little, it was like the, <laughs> you continue going in this direction. So help me God, lady. It was like the. <laughs> the universe, God, higher self, all the things shaking me. Like you talk to this woman (laughs) for like, we're going to talk to her. So Mm -hmm. I ended up, you know, saying, look, let's, let's just talk. You know, it doesn't have to be coaching. It doesn't have to be, you know, worst case, maybe we can just be accountable to each other. If we're, Mm, you know, both in similar pod, you know, we're in podcasting and we're, we're doing, we're both life coaches. So like, let's, we can always just see what happens. Right. Mm. So we get on a call easiest two hours ever when I just realized, whoa, like she has so many things in alignment, so many similarities, Mm. so many things of just like her heart for people and what she wants to do in the world. And I was blown away of just like the organic chemistry that was there. And I was just so blown away by your knowledge, by your person, by like everything. And then at the very end, you said something and you were like, man, I wish we would have recorded this or something like this was so juicy and good. And I literally got this thought that was like, you do a podcast with her. And I went, why don't we just start a podcast? And my heart like, is beating just as bad. Yes. You were like, wait, what? Like, yeah. I never would have thought of that, you know? And it was yeah. just like five minutes left like, we had <laughs> quite literally if anything yeah. like we were probably over you know it's pretty common for our calls yep. but I went why don't we just start a podcast and like it was a when you said you know I don't this is a full body yes yeah that is the only definition that I can like describe it as right and when I tell you I got off that call and called like four people (laughs) and 
was like, guys, you don't understand. I was freaking out because I saw this. Oh my gosh. Like this is the person that I, the reason I could not get to where I needed and wanted Mm. to go and was feeling such a burden of like, I have this vision. I have this desire to reach people. I want to have all the education and I want to be constantly learning and growing in the field of mental health and the resources that are available here and just all the things, right. But doing it alone, both in starting and getting over my own imposter syndrome and getting over the own fear of like you saw courage, but you know how hard it is to be courageous. Like my mother would say this (laughs) all the time, right? Like you are my courageous daughter who's not, I'm like, just because I'm courageous doesn't <laughs> Let mean me tell girl you what. is not terrified. <laughs> like she is just doing it anyway, because that is me. And, and that so, is courage. I mean, that if is, there's no fear. It, yeah. it, right. If anything, yeah. if there's no fear, would, what is the point? Like yeah. there's no value in courage if you, if it's easy, if right? It's easy. So, Correct. Exactly. When we connected on just like the heart of, of what your history has been and Mm -hmm. my history has been, and you would never see that on us now. Right. And I had someone say this to me the other day, like Lace, you would never know Mm -hmm. you had the life that you had by a single interaction with you. And that is my heart in doing this is Mm -hmm. that I, my heart in providing a space and getting, you know, getting in the mud. What's the whole point? My therapist, that, that name, uh, the history of the name actually comes from my therapist who really? I adore. Yes. He's the, oh, most I need to know this. Man. He, um, yeah, you don't know this either. I so. don't even know that. <laughs> he should have talked um, about it, but yes, right, here we, we go. Now the whole world gets up, to know. Yeah. So my therapist, when I was like debating podcasting, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know, my biggest core fear is that I didn't feel like anybody cared what I said yeah. or who I was, or, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, who am I to, I've been told my whole life. I talk too much, right? Like who am mm-hmm. I to, I even have a voice memo of me going, Lacey, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. <laughs> and it's going to be karma to, or not karma, but it's going to be payback for all the freaking times you've been told to shut up. And all the times, like you're going to get paid to talk. And it's <laughs> you're going to be thing, right? To talk. Yeah. So sucks to me, you know, like sucks <laughs> to be wrong and just trying to like hype myself up. And he looked at me and he was like, Lace, it's time to get in the mud and do mm. it. And I went, okay. Like, and I wrote that down. He was like, it's time. The image he got was of a little girl playing outside and enjoying mud pies and just playing in the mud. Little did he know, little did he know, asked my mother, (laughs) I was quite literally the messiest, most explore, like exploring daredevil. Oh my gosh. For sure. I believe that. Yeah. Climbing all the highest trees. Yeah. Doing all the things to give my mother a heart attack, but including getting very muddy and very dirty. And we used to have this little thing in the backyard that was like very, it didn't have any grass on it. So whenever it would rain, it was like prime, prime mud, prime, pie, mud, prime yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. And so when he said that to me, it's like, I just got this image of this little girl just like jumping in mud, mm. just getting in there and so excited. He's like, it's time to just get in the mud and do it. Mm. And when I tell you, I wrote that down and I really know with a name. He knows, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That is, I told him. And that is delicious. That is a delicious. Yeah. yeah. So that's how oh, the name came God. about. That's how it came about. Realistically, healing and life is muddy. It is so it is. freaking. Like, it's not neat. It's not nope. pretty. It's just it messy. Is, nope. Nope. It's just messy. It's really, it has to be. Yeah. And it will always be. And so, so much of the tension in life that I felt was the expectation that it was supposed to be linear, that it was supposed to be neat, that I was doing it wrong. And that there was, that I was broken, that my, I was too far gone because I saw everybody all cleaned up and nice and neat. And my (laughs) reality all around me was just tainted and stained by everything that I had ever known. And I was broken 
my whole life. And even though I was courageous, even though I was confident externally, right? I just look back at pictures of myself and I look at myself in the eyes and I can see it on me. Mm -hmm. And my mom used to say that too. I mentioned my mom a lot because she was that person for me. She was quite literally the woman on her face praying for my life, right? Mm. Because she, she truly, I mean, I, I know I was covered by my mother my whole life. She gave so much for me to, for our family to just be in a better place than what we could have been. And I am so grateful for her. Like I have Mm. nothing but respect for her, but realistically there was a lot of struggle and there was a a very unhealthy relationship dynamic within the family and abuse and life and just complex trauma and PTSD and roller coasters and eggshells and just Mm. having to be and do and mold and fit wherever was needed to avoid that or to run from that or cope through that and led myself into a life that just recreated the same cycles that I so resented that everybody else ran away away from right Mm -hmm. so like I was confronted by my own reality I was confronted by myself and it wasn't until my life burned down (laughs) and completely fell apart And I, you know, you get married and you expect the person to just magically make it all go away. And I've been chosen and I've been loved (laughs) and you know, all the things that Disney tells you and oh Oh, wait, my shame, wait, that's still there. Like (laughs) I have to function now with this other person, you know, it was like in so many ways, as hard as that marriage was, and there was a lot of things, you know, that I know he can attest to too. There was so much beauty and so much learning in it too. Mm -hmm. And there is so much love there, but that relationship was the catalyst for all of this because Mm. I, I mean, in general, I never learned so much than in the breaking that was myself within that relationship, who I thought I was having a mirror that literally loved me well when I had nothing to give and having to face the reality of like, I got to be responsible for me. Yeah. And I didn't know where to start, but I just started binging and whatever podcast I could get. Mm. It was the first time I recognized the fact that it was not just me podcasting for me. Mark Groves was the first podcast I ever listened to. Really? Love Mark Groves. He Mm -hmm. was such an influential person. Just everything he everything he shares for me is just lands in my heart every Mm. time and so he was the first podcast I listened to and felt that and like Brene Brown and you know the the big ones the big ones yeah but he was the first time where I went wait a second it's not just me he's sharing vulnerably about his life in solo episodes and Mm. he's opening up as a man you know he's there's terms for these things like there's (laughs) This is actually how our body works. Uh, Like, it's not just me. And I started recognizing my life is not broken. Mm. I've gone through a lot of really hard things. And that was the first time because I couldn't afford therapy. I wouldn't have stepped into a therapist's office. I went to one therapist before who did not understand complex trauma. And she pretty much invalidated my whole experience. Oh, I hate hearing that. intro... (laughs) you know, intro to therapy, like, let's Goodness. see if this is yeah. a good fit. And I was like, oh, you're that fine. Why are you complaining? Thanks. You know, yeah, exactly. I'm like, beautiful. Yeah. So I probably, I didn't feel safe yet. I didn't feel safe going to somebody who I felt did not understand. And how could you? I mean, it's just, I yeah. wouldn't feel safe now. So yeah, right. No, you're supposed so to feel safe, was, people. That's kind of, podcasting yeah. was like similar to like a group setting where you, you can glean from other people, but mm-hmm. you don't have to share yourself. Right. So it was, I could hear enough intimacy that I felt comfortable with that. I could start within myself, opening those doors and those conversations. And so this is why this is so full circle for me, because mm. to now be one, I pinch myself all the time that I get to do this and that <laughs> I've gotten the feedback I've gotten mm. and even weird comments like your voice is so soothing. Like, have yeah. you ever thought about doing a meditation podcast? And I'm like, what is my life? You know, <laughs> um, 
so it's just things that you don't, that I get to speak to people. I get to be a life coach. I get to share in these hard spaces with people with an understanding of it. And I know I survived it. I know I've walked through it and they know it too. And that sense of, no, it's okay for you to be messy here. Like, come here, I'll give you a big hug. It's like, it hurts. You cry, right? Like, and my work with children, I've worked with children for the last 13 years. I've Mm -hmm. seen how these things form. I've seen in development. I've learned all about that. You know, I've seen, oh my gosh, these are formative things and times that when we invalidate a kid in this way, it shapes their personhood. It shapes their identity. It shapes everything that they see in the world. And so all of these things went hand in hand. Those kids were my therapists for so long. I just started Mm. paying attention and how I show up with them. I got to be the caregiver that I deserved and just so many things that led me here and am now the biggest nerd in all the ways. I love all the learning. (laughs) Like give me all the books. All of it. Yes. All the learning in every way. All the books, all the training. Yep. This is my heart. I want to do this till I die. You know, I know I will, but I know you will in whatever space I can. Right. I want to love people to life. That's my heart is I want to love people to life because we deserve that. And I've lived so much of my life, not feeling that way, you know? So yeah. that's why I'm here. That's why you have here. I know oh you have such God. a There was so much that you said space. that was like, oh my God. First off, I love how you speak of podcasts and that intimacy and how it was like the first safe space that you could find with Mark, with, you know, whomever you were kind of divinely pointed towards, right? So I, I just love that. And I remember... I kind of forgotten, but yeah, for me, it was Michael Neal and he's not that well known, I think, but he is an amazing coach. And I took some trainings with him and hearing you speak of it, it's yeah, his voice. um, I used in the beginning, I mean, I was already a therapist, so I'd already had, I mean, thousands of hours. Look at me. It sounds like I needed a lot. I did. I did. I still do. Um, But with him listening to him and it was a radio show then and now I think it's a podcast. There was something so healing in hearing him not only talk about anything, anxiety, PTSD, trauma, no matter the subjects. I mean, he he is amazing. Like he's an encyclopedia. Like he's, he's just insane. But at the same time. He was speaking from a point of, yeah, I've been through this. Like he was the first person that you pay quite a bit of money to go see and have help as a coach that actually mentioned wanting to kill himself at a certain point in his life. And I remember thinking, not only, oh my God, am I actually hearing this? But at the exact same time, how am I just now hearing this? Because the thing is, I'm a therapist. And I want to take my own life. So where, mm. what does that mean for me? Because I don't see the, those examples. For me, they don't right. go together. And I talk about that on my podcast quite a bit in my videos because there's something, there's a stigma there that if you're meant to, or if you even think that you can help somebody else with you their mental health. Fully, fully cooked. You can't you struggle have ever. Things. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? And oh yeah. Why do you, you think I was paralyzed for seven of, months? <laughs> It's, it's insane. And the thing yeah. is, I remember thinking, but I mean, I'm not selling shoes here. Like at the very right. minimum, can we actually say, just admit to ourselves that just in wanting to help somebody going through something that can be horrifying. I mean, the stories that people that I've had the privilege of, of holding with mm. people, of shouldering right. with people, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, if I'm not sensitive right. to what's happening, I'm not, there's no empathy there. You're not there. supposed to be there. Yeah, you should not be in that just, space if you have no empathy there. You <laughs> like, can't. You nope. can't. It can be catastrophic for somebody. You need yeah. to. And you need to have, like, I'm a highly sensitive person. Like, I'm not right. saying that you need that, because sometimes I would have, I would have gladly it's just boundaries. put a little bit of side yeah there's just a lot of work on that you gotta be able to know where we begin and the other ends right absolutely and you need to shut it off a bit yeah 
when right. when you, you really fix need to the whole world <laughs> no. right and that I have still problems with so absolutely but right hearing him felt like oh I can be both I can be all of it mm. I can be somebody that had the childhood that you would not pick in right. the brochure like not at all and at the same time having gone through pretty yeah, I mean, burnouts and depression and anxiety and not only still be able to help somebody else if you do your work, but even better than that, it can actually be an amazing tool because I look, I know where you're at. I know where right. you're at. And it's right. all about, I mean, for me, the same thing. I was raised by my mom. I mean, it's just insane. It's just right. basically the it's- same story. Raised by my mom, uh, had a dad that loved me to pieces I never doubted that I always say that because it was true then it's true now but could not be a dad like did not have what it took to be a dad at all um and they divorced so this they separated when I was very young and thank god I mean she left them and she yeah she had to but that was kind of my first uh earthquake as an emotional earthquake as a child, because I was so young, basically they didn't explain, like they didn't know how to explain. Back then, because I'm older than you, you didn't explain things to kids at all. So for me, it's kind of going outside and seeing two moving trucks going separate ways and just kind of figuring out that daddy, Mm -hmm. that we didn't see quite that much, I'm just Mm -hmm. barely gonna see now. And two years later, Uh, kind of another earthquake he basically got caught I guess and uh, admitted to having two other families so at that time uh, what he told me was I have an amazing Christmas gift for you like you will freak out so I'm seven years old and I'm like okay yeah that's like what the best what and he basically is giving me sisters. And I remember being like, you are king. I am getting sisters. Are you kidding me? And going to mom, mind you, she's not happy about the Christmas gift at all. Mama, what? why did you, you don't understand. He's giving me, like that, that was kind of mm, the childhood. And he was wow. just riddled with guilt with all of that. Um, and we, we didn't speak of it. At all. Like, I remember feeling like, oh, there's a lot that I can't speak of mm-hmm. at all now with mom, that I can't speak at all with my sisters, that I can't speak at all with dad. So I guess we kind of swallowed that down now, I guess, I, because mm, right. they're not saying anything. And when I tempt to, it's, it's, a, it's a no, like it's a shutdown <laughs> quite quickly. And basically, I kind of went on my way like it's just it was just let's just pretend like everything is hunky-dory and we looked the part like we looked fine and I went to private school and I had the grades and I and it was a lot of pressure of looking the part like I remember feeling like I need to perform with everybody all the time and apparently growing up means what who do you need me to be right now like depending right and kind of learning how to lie and manipulate my way through. I mean, it's I'm a child, but that's what it was. And I got yeah. really good at it. I got oh, so yeah. good at yep. it. And when I got to 21, riddled with problems, consuming drugs, drinking, even though I hate it, uh, it was it was it got really really dark, really bad. Uh, and my first suicidal thought, I think I was probably like 11. Just it was just yeah I don't want this like this is way too much work I understand that everybody's probably doing it but I'm just I'm not equipped to be shape-shifting all the time and always looking like everything is fine when I'm in I'm in pieces inside like it's just I I don't understand and at 21 I broke down like it was just I, I I for the beginning at 17 18 I remember thinking and I think a lot of therapists go through something similar. It kind of feels like, I don't know what to do with this, with whatever is going on inside those mm-hmm. demons. Let me just help you with yours. It, and it makes right. sense. That right. reach, it makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. Again, with the empathy, I can see yours and I can kind of deal with yours. And in a 
weird but kind of logical way, I think it'll help me with mine. So I'll go kind of in that direction. But it took me years to figure out, no, backwards, you really need to look at your own demons way before you can help anybody else. Right. And I mean, it was just such an uphill battle. I mean, it was just intense because yes, you're studying psychology, you're becoming, you're becoming a therapist. Everything triggers you even more than before. I mean, you're reading, like I, I could find myself in DSM at that time. I think it was DSM four. I had, a, I had it all borderline for sure. I mean, it was just depressive yeah. anxiety, name them, all of them. Um, yeah. And I, I just, I didn't know what to do. And when I did go in therapy, because it was mandatory in my trainings, because I wouldn't have gone voluntarily. I remember therapist after therapist telling me, look, you're completely shut off. Like we're, we're scared mm. almost of just how completely dissociated you are. And I mean, you can't help people this way. Like, not only is it really, really bad for you, but you could do some real damage. And hearing that and feeling, mm, wow, it felt even worse. Like, it felt like so. The only thing I think I'm meant to do, you're telling me that I can't because I'm way too broken. So it was kind of, wow. Well, I mean, where what do I do with that melting pot? And so I practice because, yeah, the, you, you mentioned before. So I'm basically I've been a therapist for 20 years and I've been a coach for 19, uh, 10, 10 years. Um, but I haven't practiced all that time because you'd burn out in a whole bunch of things and kind of this imposter syndrome also of. Yeah, I want clients, but at the same time. And I'm broken. So nobody can know that. And it's just, right. you kind of always have a foot on the gas and a foot on the brakes. And thank God, because at the same time, that's kind of just how loyal I, I am to that, that profession. It's not even the word. I mean, that it's, it's a vocation. It's a mission, right? It's, right. it's just, yep. it, it was my way of making sure that I was okay before I really Believing opened my else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I did the work. I mean, I, after a point, I just, I broke down, but for real this time, and I kind of felt mm. like, let me just try to do the real work and get in that mud and get messy, which I hated as a child, by the way, like never oh, got really? messy at all. That's the only thing we do not have in common at all. Like I'm always, all the pictures of me are like, Ooh, no, I'm not putting my hands in the cake. Oh, no. What do you mean? Like, it's all <laughs> never in a month there's a christmas picture of me where my mother bought us all matching outfits and on the way to the place we took the christmas pictures they had the great <laughs> idea of giving this girl some markers in the car oh. and little <laughs> did my mother know when i got out of the car i i don't know if it was intentionally that i decorated the sleeves but i accidentally <laughs> quote unquote yeah. Yeah. uh made it pretty it, it just Urgh. something slipped, you know, and I just get into <laughs> it and I'm in the flow and just <laughs> and so these Christmas pictures are me standing straight up with arms behind my back and my mother. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always remember being like, Lizzie! you know, my mother, Lizzie, what are you like? Why? Why did what? How did oh, this happen? That is so funny fast? on all but levels. Yep. yep. It's just me like that and just completely arms behind my back. We need to have both pictures. Me oh, yeah. not wanting to touch my cake with my cousin covered in just and frosting head to toe. And living you, my best life. We need to do that. Yeah. We need because yeah, that says a lot. That says a lot. Definition. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, it is messy. What this work, yeah. it is. I I oh, I yeah. tried kind of going around those big rocks and kind of not lifting too many. And it's just, it, it's messy. Mm. And my podcast was absolutely the exact same thing that you mentioned for, for yours. I wanted to reach who I was back then, even with the means for therapy. And because I had that privilege at, at the very least, like I had them in the bag and I had the privilege for the trainings and everything. Um, but I was absolutely 100% suffering alone. Mm -hmm. My real stuff did not cross those doors ever. It was just on my own. And I think I mentioned that to you. I remember because another thing that we have uh, that's different that I have kids and 
you don't have them yet. Mm-hmm. And I've been um, a part-time mom for a oh, long time. <laughs> yeah, and you will be right. a full-time mom to be reckoned with. Like, mm, I can't wait oh, to see oh, that. Lo- and do anything, all, with all Great birth control, <laughs> working with children, let me tell you. Because there will be like you, by the way. You know, Woo! those Sharpies. Yep, yeah, it'll be it'll be all oh, of that. Oh, no, I'm terrified. Because they're your teachers. <sighs> I love what you said. They are your teachers. Whatever, oh, yeah. whatever you did yep. not want to look at in your own oh, life, there. have a yep, kid. Right there. Have just one. Have they three like me. They're just. No. And Whoa. the thing is, because we joke about that. Like you are meant, you, you have, you have come into my life to press my buttons. But the thing is, oh, yeah. there's something again, so backwards there because, okay, why are you okay with having those buttons in the first place, right? That's the oh. thing. That's the real question. And as a mom, let me tell you, oof, that, that's a hard one because it feels like, yeah, could you just stop pressing on my buttons though? Like just come, it's, it's, it's too much. You're, you keep at it and there are mirrors that are living with you, these little people that are like you, but not at all. They have their own things. And of course, I became really mindful of breaking those patterns. Like, I, I know they will die with me. You understand? Like, they would die right. with me. But my kids have been through it with me. Like, I was learning with them. And when my eldest son, who's now 18, but was 14 then, came to me and basically broke down saying that I've been depressed and living with anxiety for years. So basically I've also been suffering alone. You didn't know. So I, as the therapist, didn't even see that my own son, like it was a whole thing. I remember thinking, yeah, I'm doing the work now. Like that's what I needed because unfortunately I could see that I was potentially hurting my kids. Yeah, but it can kind of be, there's a veil there. That's how patterns work. And I wasn't worth it enough to do the work, Mm. the true work for me. But when my child, my baby came to me shaking, basically telling me like, you need to get me out of this hole because like, I will not survive it like you have. That was a game turn. That kind of felt like, oh, I am listening now. God, source, universe. Oh, I am all in now. Okay. Now I don't care if it hurts. I don't care. There's no way. I've lost a dear friend of mine to suicide and that came way too close. Like that came way too close to home. So what Mm. I want to do now is from that mud, because now I do enjoy it most (laughs) of the time. uh, Now it helps our skin, right? It helps the the skin and it grounds you, right? (laughs) Right, right. Like really there's just this very nurturing thing in the mud. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying everything I can, every intuition spark that I get that seems as a reach, it kind of feels like I'm reaching for that person that's kind of in the dark right now and just won't mm-hmm. raise their hand because they can't, because they can't. Um, it feels like I'm that voice now. It just does. And meeting you felt like, oh, she's that voice too. Great. Okay. So I get to not feel alone also. Now I can do this. Right. Now I can do this. Bring it. That's what it felt like. Because from the beginning of launching my podcast, I I don't mind being a student and all of that. I don't mind being amateur. Like it's, it is what it is, but the momentum wasn't there it just wasn't and I kept telling myself look you're being listened to so if you're helping a few people that are commenting and everything it's it's fine I don't even need more than that all the all the while having the feeling no no it's supposed to be something else just wait just 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 wait just brace yourself and wait and I felt like okay I'm just gonna keep on doing what I'm doing in my (laughs) lane but I don't, I don't think, you know, and when I met mm. you and every time we talk, it feels like, oh, okay, there, there, oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. There right. it is. That makes right. sense. And wow. that's why I'm here. Yeah. I just want to say, I am grateful that you did not give up 
Oh God, same. I am so. Can grateful. you imagine? No. What was the alternative? Because realistically, like, oh man, I I found like I mentioned to you before this call, I found a journal that I used to do. There's a wonderful woman um, named Anna Runkle who is referred to on Inst or not Instagram, uh, YouTube, as the crappy childhood therapy or crappy childhood fairy and she Wrote deals that with thank you okay. specific <laughs> if i can ever say it <laughs> mm-hmm. um she deals with cptsd and symptoms of cptsd how to huge, regulate huge right now. the nervous yeah. system you know and and that was the first time i also you know my sister was the first person who exposed our family to the world of mental health at all because she got into college and um got into psychology and everybody, you know, she was like, guys, I don't think you get it. I think, you know, <laughs> it's this. And I think that, you know, she just started having these um, awarenesses around these patterns and around certain behaviors that were being very present and evident in the family. And she would say forever, like Lace, even recently, she was like, you know, I, I could have sworn you had borderline. Mm. And now they're saying borderline personality disorder is very, very similar to CPTSD. And what that actually presents as, right? And of course, everybody is different. And there's, yeah. you tend to think of the extreme cases whenever you think yeah. of, it's but it's a easy. total yeah. spectrum. And yeah. did I have all the symptoms at that time in my life? Absolutely. Yep. Do I resonate with any of those symptoms now? No. Mm. And I got so terrified that I could be in that bubble or that diagnosis or that identity. Yeah. Because I saw the extremes and I, my abusers were the extremes of the, the hurt that was never addressed and the responsibility that was never taken. Mm. And I found this journal that was from 2017 through 2020. And then I, that's why we journal. By the way, that's oh why we need gosh. to journal just for the uh, three year later when you find it. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Even I did one from a few months ago that was a visualization exercise um, where, and my friend, I originally was just saying what I wanted. Right. And my friend mm-hmm. said, no, thank God for it. Like, just write, I thank you God for it's here thank God yeah. for, I am believing that it's already here. And I'm just grateful for it. I'm uh, just bathing it in gratitude. Mm. And when I was reading through 2017 through 2020, those were the hardest years of my life. Mm. Without a shadow of a doubt, those were the breaking and the narcissistic relationships, the abusive relationships, the miscarriage with the abusive relationships, Mm. the suicide Mm thoughts um you know the the fear around how out of control I was the decisions I made within myself of like how little I valued myself I had no I was a hundred pounds heavier than I am now Mm. I had was using food as a way of shaming myself every time I looked into the mirror I felt like garbage um just so many things that those years just broke me and I started doing these fear and resentment worksheets that I found via this YouTube that my mom sent me you know Anna uncle and I found these and she basically you know you write out I have fear and whatever is on your mind you just write out blank so like I have Hmm. fear I'm gonna be late for work I have fear that this person thinks I'm, I'm annoying. I have fear, whatever it is, you know, you yeah. don't dig for it. Yeah. Just put it wherever it needs to go on a piece of paper. And then you finish it with a 20 minute meditation, which is normally a meditation that is spe- specific focus on one word that is a neutral word. So like the word this, or something that doesn't have a whole lot of meaning tied to okay. it. So it gives yeah. your brain just a rest, right? Yeah. And because it's stored on paper, even though it could be a napkin at a bar, it, yeah. it's the trick that your brain is like, all right, we're good. We let it out. Right. So I found these and ideally you're not supposed to keep them. And I have a, journal. I'm going to do this like this weekend. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. She calls okay. it the daily practice. Mm. And so what she does two times a day, morning and night, I have fear blank. 
And then you also have, I have, I, or I have resentment because I have fear. So I have resentment towards this Mm -hmm. person because Mm -hmm. I have fear that they, um, don't like me or whatever, you know, like whatever the case may be. Will reject me. Those are the two things, right? I have fear and I have resentment because I have fear and just realizing how much is based in fear and then finishing it with meditation. So I started doing that as like quite literally the only way that I could feel any sense of just groundedness at Mm. all, because the amount of fear I had in the year 2020, when my life was falling apart and I finally had all the quote unquote things that I wanted. And, you know, I felt my husband pulling away and there was so many other things that I was going, I'm running it. It's me. It's all me. I'm broken. Mm -hmm. I can't hold on to this. I was gripping at the air of my life, right? Like things were just dissolving in front of me. That is the image. Yep. And I quite literally had dreams of my ring dissolving. I Mm. had um, like just things like that, where it was like preparation for the fact that I was about to be shaken in every single way that I could, I could not have ever prepared for. And so I was reading through this journal, cleaning my basement and my new home that I absolutely love two nights ago, last night, (laughs) two nights ago. And I find this journal. And I see the fears that that Lacey had. Mm. And I just started sobbing for her. Oh, because I felt what she felt. And I forgot how much torture, how much discomfort, how much fear was really the driver of everything that I did. Everything that I did was fear and lack and abandonment and whatever it took to remain in connection and whatever it took to just feel a little bit of something. Yeah. Yeah. And I did not know what joy felt like. I did mm. not know what happiness really was. I I knew how to look like it. Yeah. I knew how to what you said about performing. I knew how to be everything to everyone except for me. Yep. To me. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I preferred. I didn't know any of that because that was yeah. all secondary. I, it was irrelevant. Not, yeah. Yeah. No, it didn't matter. Mm. So nobody asked, right? Nobody cares about that. that That's I, exactly that what I needed. I'm When say. you're yeah. surviving, yeah. nobody. Oh, are you kidding people me? People love you because you're that shapeshifter. Right. Like it's right. It's not and on the table. Yeah. I wrote to myself in the year 2020. Mm-hmm in a way that was again, believing for the ways that I wanted to feel about myself. And it was quite literally, I wrote things like, I want to feel wholly safe in my body. Mm. I want to experience life with play and adventure. I want to travel and see the world. I want Mm. to explore and learn. I want to be able to be honest and open Mm -hmm. without fear and just to read through like this was something that I so desperately believed for Mm -hmm. and I had no grounds to stand in that space I had no example that that was possible for me other than that little spark on the inside of me that said there has to be more yeah this cannot be it for you and it was like doors upon doors upon doors of just things that had to be open things that had to be closed experiences that had to happen and i'm a firm believer as twisty and as dark i hate when people are like well it has to happen that way but it kind of does like it really yeah. did in my life for I me it, yeah exactly yeah yeah it sucked mm. it was awful yeah it is so painful and hard and those are the things that end people but exactly. Looked, it's a battle we could have lost very truthfully. I back could have lost. And I just yeah. sat on the floor and I sobbed out of gratitude for the girl that survived. Yeah. Because now the that girl moment, that survived. Huh? Yeah. When I tell you I got on a live immediately and was like, <laughs> you do not give up. You do not give up. Please do not give up. Because it was, I just sat and saw myself for that broken, terrified, scared, that first jump off that unknown cliff of like, I'm going to just try and see what happens. And 
and it felt trembling so yeah foreign and it felt yeah. so scary and it was mm-hmm. but then little by little now i'm like i'm i'm doing front flips off the yep. next cliff i'm like let's yep. go <laughs> well, you, got me now, yeah. you know like this is a little guy is there a waterfall on the other side you know like and it's just because that first really- spark is now it's lit like it's yeah. you can warm yourself with this now now right. you can do it and you yeah. know what every time and that's you know the the irony of all of this is that when we first started our podcast program i had uh i shared something that mark groves posted at, like okay. i've done a thousand and one times right and quite literally uh he reshared it and then forgot to tag me in it. So I was like, he messaged me going, I'm so sorry. I had to delete it. I'm sharing it again. I love your enthusiasm. Like, I'd love to send you this. Oh um, he's the sweetest. You know, just sweetest. That's amazing. Sweetest. Are you kidding me? And I'm geeking out going this of course. somebody on his team. Like, this is not whatever. Listen and you know, he'll like Mark. stuff that's like, if you reshare something, right? Like he's, he's active yeah. on social media, but, and so I knew somebody was waiting for my address in response because he asked me to, you know, send the address so he could send these create the love cards. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, what does Kathy Heller say? Voice memos. Right. So I (laughs) made a voice memo just thanking him. And I didn't realize I would cry, but I just said, Mark, like you will never know the impact Mm. that you've had on my life. I will cry. Yes. (laughs) I am so that took some grateful. Guts. Just what is that took some guts, Lacey. I like am it did. So grateful for the person mm. that you have chosen to be. And mm. the, the fact that you've said yes to this has absolutely transformed my life. I quite literally was at a point of brokenness and just no hope. You were the first podcast I ever listened to. You were the first person that made me feel seen in that space. And I'm just so grateful for you. And I just want to say thank you for what you do. And just poured that gratitude. And mm. he responded in a voice memo back. Of course he and did. said, Lace, mm. like, Lacey, this is, if this is, um, I told him I had a podcast I was starting and all this stuff. And he said, I would love to be on your podcast. Gave me the email of his producer, which I'm still haven't actually done because I'm terrified, but it's fine. We're getting there. It's another um, jump for, yeah. And he literally getting. said, if this is a testament to you, mm. that every time the universe tells you to jump, to jump, mm. and you'll be caught every single time, that I am more than happy to be that for you. Right? When you jump off the cliffs with the audacity that you're going to be caught, you are caught every time. That is are what you I'm hearing these people like this every- is single time and that's when i'm like y'all i've seen too much i've seen too much (laughs) you better believe your girl did not give up on her so i'm not giving up on you and that is the the fire of my heart that i swear i will speak life until i am blue in the face because i know what it's like to live life with no no life and every time we jump in that direction and we are willing to risk everything that we think we know for better it's there for an inkling sometimes it it, it was it was every single there every single time spark yeah just a little one that's all you need a little bit of air yeah and a little bit of you know a little Little bit bit of care yeah a little bit of nurturing that has turned into this fire and now to be able to receive the messages I get on a daily basis. Or this is the weirdest thing when I'm out because I have a community of people around me that love me and support me and are sharing my stuff yeah. as a dancer, right? And I go out and people are like, you don't know An me, but I watch your dancer. stuff all the it's- time. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so sweet. Um, but I watch your stuff all the time. You've impacted mm. my life. You And just hearing that going, I don't know half of these people, but they know me. Mm-hmm. They've seen my heart in a way that they feel safe with me and they feel, and to be a coach, to be a life coach, to share and help reframe in real time with people. It is the biggest privilege. Absolutely. I can't even put it into words. Like you said, that I get to be in these spaces with people Yeah. because I've suffered those spaces alone. Yeah. 
And I would never, ever, there is no reason to. And we know what it's like to raise that hand. And, you know, with that spark, because if you're there, if you're listening to us, if you're there, if you're still here, there is a spark. Hopefully there's this raging fire for you. Like, that's amazing. But there's at least a spark because if not, like we, we both know without that spark, I would not be here talking to you. So when you actually raise your hand for that help, you know what the courage that it takes to open yourself up to somebody. Exactly. So when you're on the receiving end of that, you better show up. That's why when you tell me that you were invalidated in the only therapy that you could afford, I hate hearing, like, I understand, I understand with my mind where this person, this therapist is at, because it's hard. Like I get, but there are no excuses do right. something, do anything else, start a podcast, anything. Right. But if you're actually one-on-one or in a group setting, trying to help people in their most deepest vulnerable self, I mean, it's right. everything that they are. You cannot not show up 110%. Right. You just can't, you just can't. Right. And one of the worst things, because we don't live in the same country, I'm in Canada and the US, but at the same time, with the few years that have gone by, everybody that needs help is basically not getting it. Like every list are overflowing everywhere. That can't happen, people. That can't happen because on my end for decades, I know I should have raised my hand and didn't. Never did it cross my mind that once I was ready, nobody would be there to pick up that call that can't happen that cannot ever ever happen the people that really are in that dark space right now listening to us they need something they yeah. all need something now you can't tell somebody that's suicidal yeah it'll be eight months are you kidding me eight right mo- or what? god forbid i get myself in order long enough i gotta fix me first i had <laughs> we had that conversation about the person i had a, a conversation with at the freaking doctor's office who was drawing yeah. my blood Yes. Right. Yes. It was a heart to heart that ended up in tears and just, it was such a beautiful, intimate conversation. And he was apologizing and just going, I'm so sorry. I don't know where this is coming from. And me going, no. And we were able to share a moment where he expressed being in one of the worst places. Like he just was feeling awful in his life and that I got to be that. And in an everyday life setting, like this is what healing actually looks like. It's the angel at Walmart who stops to give you a hug when you needed it, right? It's the, the voice of encouragement when you had nothing left. Yeah. It's that smile that you can all, I mean, we can all smile people. I actually now when I'm not feeling like it, that that's when I do. Trick your brain. That's exactly what I need. I'm smiling to everybody now. Right. And that's exactly what we want to offer, I think. Right. We right. want to offer the tricks. We want to talk about the good books. We want we'll do that. But it's kind of a yeah, healing like a virtual can hug. be done. But yeah, right. This is what it looks like. Right. Can we just pour some love into your life if you right. if you do feel like receiving it? Because even how hard it was, right? We're talking about our stories. I mean, People have gone through so much worse. That's that. Let's just have some. Yeah. Just yes, there is that. I got goosebumps. <laughs> but yeah. it was it was bad. You know, it wasn't it wasn't right. great. But the thing is, those angels, yeah, those smiles, those hugs, those I see you, those are you okay? But the person right. actually waiting to hear my answer, like really mm. concerned, and we had that too. So the right. idea is now that we're kind of. I mean, I'm way out of depression for sure. Like, it's not the same thing. I I have those dips. I have those moments. Uh, We talk about it. That's one of the ways that we can show up for one another in the best, amazing ways. Um, But at the same time, I'm nowhere near where I was. So now it feels like, I don't want to say duty because I so want to be that for people. It's a responsibility. But it feels like, let me be that angel for you if you need it. If you need oh, it, yes. Oh. let me just be that because it feels like um, now it feels like I survived for a reason. It is our duty. So, okay. I can take it what? on. Yeah. That's what we, I, the other day, I, I literally on the floor, I was at my job, ironing 
baby clothes because <laughs> that's the thing. I see <laughs> it. I see the. Oh god, and I see I'm you doing that. Yeah. To, <laughs> I'm listening to this episode or this. Um, what was it? It was uh, a message. Yeah. that was like it spoke to my soul and there were so many moments just so similar to you where I got in my own way in the last mm. seven months I got distracted I got I went back to old things I settled I felt like who am I who who's oh gonna want to listen who's gonna benefit from this oh my gosh I'm not gonna say it right and oh I don't know how to how to make a an event. I don't know how to launch mm. anything, right? Like yeah. I don't know how to do any of this. And then it wasn't until a very close friend's sister passed away mm. and related to a lot of pain, a lot a long life of just survival, very similar life situations. And it was audible to me. I remember exactly where I was driving where it was an audible God moment of when are you going to understand that this is so much bigger than you? Yeah. Oh God. It is not about you. It is about them. And every time that we puts start the fear call, in perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not yeah, about I you. I said, Just screw shut, this. Yeah. Y'all can think whatever yeah. you want about Make me. Make it about them. Yeah. It is not about me. I, if I am doing this right, you will not know. You will not think about me twice. Yeah. I want you to think about you. I want to be able to be a mirror back to God, a mirror back to truth, a mirror back to love, a mirror back to the fullness of who you are. And to be able to remind you of that Mm -hmm. is all that I desire because I know the the privilege and the value that that is. And it has felt like a burden that I've been running from because it's big. It's It's scary. But guess what? I'm courageous. I oh, we're, we're big had, girls too. Yeah. We big girls. <laughs> Let's go. We know babies. And I yeah. literally <laughs> did a affirmation with the little boy I used to work with because we had a hard time doing hard things where we would repeat every time we needed it. <laughs> I am strong. I am brave and I can do hard things. Mm. And I still, to this day, catch myself going, I'm strong. I'm brave. Yeah. I can do hard things. Ooh, like, <laughs> I can do hard things. I can do the things, right? I can do the things. Uh, I can do the, those right? affirmations. Do the things, right? Yeah. They've saved me. Ooh. They've saved me. But yep. <laughs> you fake it till you make it because it's not about us. So I am so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for your yes. I'm so grateful oh, yes. that we get to do this yeah. and that we get to share in this heart that will, I have no doubt in my mind, I'm just going to speak it already that will touch the world. Yeah. And this is the beginning of something so beautiful. And I know it. I feel it in my bones. I feel it like, Honestly, yeah. I felt something with my own podcast. I did. I did. Right. It wasn't Same. this. It wasn't this tingly. It wasn't this special. <laughs> it wasn't, it this, wasn't this intense. <laughs> no, it was something, but it wasn't this. And right. we want this to be your space. Like yeah. we want your questions. We want your comments. Yes, we please. want this to be yours. Help what, us help you. There are so many shows that are already in the making like we have so many ideas on meditation on healing on ptsd right. on gratitude i mean it's just, help us help but you what right. do you need exactly what do you right. need that's why i mean we heard our call we're supposed to do this for you now figure it out it's your mic one what step at a time do you need exactly and we'll learn all the things the group coaching the member we'll, we'll learn how to do all the things and we'll you know get we'll meet the people we need to meet to have this project kind of take flight with right. you, if yep. you will let us we hope right guys we're doing it we are Come do- along this was for the first ride. episode can you imagine now first this episode. is life coaching at its best Let, let's yeah. just say that if you're shopping around for a life coach at its Fear. best, I think it's kind Fear, of y'all. yeah. It's kind of this. It's I've right. I've shopped around this radical authenticity, it. exactly and showing up with love, accountability. Yeah. You can face the world when you meet yourself oh, in love and grace. It's the only way you can in truth yeah. and Absolutely. in truth and, and reach that best truth. version of yourself. Yeah, 
that you might not even be able to fathom right now. That's right. the other thing. Right, and we thing. can speak to that. We see can. it. Yeah. Oh, I can see it. I literally just want to shake people sometimes. So I'm like, yep. do you see how wonderful yeah. you are? You are you amazing. Are so- you are beautiful. <laughs> you are so worthy of all the I best love things you. in life. <laughs> yeah. I will love you until you love yourself. Yeah. Right. And what is the definition of leadership? I heard somebody explain leadership or being a role model this way is the willingness to say, I'll go first. I am saying today on our first episode that I know we are both willing to go first. Absolutely. And that, that is what leadership looks like. We so hope guys, you follow us because we're there. We're there leading. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at get in the mud podcast we're going to be adding all juicy content all the things there as well Um, we also will be tagging our um, personal instagrams that if you're interested in that i have my own as well as tanya has her own Um, also has wonderful content in french if you speak french you know go for that but we will um, be sharing that in the comment or in the description box and all the things below as well But guys, we love you. We're sending you so much love today. Thank you for your time. Thank you for investing here with us. And we cannot wait to serve you as we go. As we get in the mud. As we are both in that mud with you. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.